0: this month is self-love month welcome back everyone to the lily grace lifestyle podcast on this episode i interview jen smith who is a powerhouse and if you don't know her you should she opens up and unravels her story when it comes to how she healed her inner child how her relationship with alcohol totally shifted and changed into sobriety and how she has become the best version of herself by investing time and energy into believing in health and wellness. She found temperance and patience this year and is on the constant journey as we all are to become better versions of ourselves in this thing we call life. I took so much away from this episode as it was so impactful to my life. I could relate so much and she is just totally an inspiration for everyone around her. So stay tuned for this episode. I'm so passionate about these topics and I hope you get something out of this welcome back everyone to the lily grace lifestyle podcast today i have jen smith on who is amazing if you don't know her you should know her and for the month of february we're really focusing on self-love and healing and your stories so i'm so excited to have you thanks
1: for coming on today thank you for having me it's an honor of
0: course we got a mutual connection, and then they mentioned your name, and Amy, my boss, and I were like, we have to know you, and then <laughs> since then, we've been totally on the same wavelength, and it's so cool to meet like-minded people.
1: It's great to be brought together, not totally randomly because it's yeah, through yeah. work, but to have the connections beyond that. Is yeah, incredible. Yeah, for sure.
0: So what defines your
1: lifestyle, would you say? Ooh, great question. Um, I would say what defines my lifestyle is probably living an authentic life of myself and really living to my true north, like always Mm -hmm. staying true to what my core values are and letting whoever comes and goes that either goes with that or or doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And a life of self-love. I think that having a routine and discipline is shows a lot of self-respect and self-love and self-compassion bleeds into love and compassion for others. And then that invites it back into your life. Totally. I think that's what my lifestyle is all about.
0: I love that and totally amazing. And did you
1: always have that mindset or did you have to grow into that mindset? I definitely had to grow into that mindset. I did not always have that. I think maybe deep down it was always there. Yeah. Um but it took a lot of uh trials and tribulations for that to come to light and to really fully come out and it's been incredible since.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And if I was a little fly on the wall into your childhood, <laughs> what would I see? Trauma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um it was a little chaotic. Yeah, it was I had a chaotic upbringing and because of that I went into drinking a lot at a young age Mm -hmm. to mask that emotional pain that I was dealing with, and that went well into my mid-30s, and it wasn't until a couple years ago when my physical health was giving me problems that I said, okay, I need to take a look at this, and I need to put a stop to it.
0: That's so interesting. And would you say that alcohol was your crutch at the time? And were you searching for validation or really just trying to hide and mask, like you said? And what were you hiding? I think
1: both. I think it was to not feel pain emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, to just kind of mask it and just not have to realize the reality of, what I was going through and dealing with and a lot of comparison to other people who mm-hmm. looked like they were from a perfect life or family. And as we all know, that's that's not the case. We all have our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely to mask what I was, the reality of what my situation was and mm-hmm. what I was dealing with. And I think the validation, yeah. I think we as a society seek validation externally. Yeah. That's just how we're We're not taught to seek it internally. We're not taught how to have that internally. And we're taught to seek drugs, alcohol, attention from the same or opposite sex, depending on what you're into, Mm -hmm. Um, just other people or other sources of validation. So, yeah, there was was a lot of that going on, too.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've had my own journey with that. And I think anyone listening maybe has, too. I think we all have grown up in this society, like you said, where the issues that you have can be solved externally, and until you hit rock bottom or have a wake up call, yeah. and then you realize you're like, I have to kind of solve myself, yeah, <laughs>
1: and my own problem. And we're not taught how to do that, which no. is really unfortunate. That's true. And something that you and I have talked about, you know, as as we met and connected around this lifestyle of wellness and self love and mindset and all of that, is you know, we both don't drink for very different reasons. Right,
0: actually, yeah. Um,
1: But it's one of the threads that connects us and that we enjoy about each other and that we have this deeper connection that doesn't coexist with that.
0: Totally. So it's It's interesting. So interesting, for sure. Because for me, I mean, I did drink in college and then COVID hit and I went home and my parents do not really drink. Seeing that and then I'm really into the neuroscience and the psychology of how we are the way we are and your brain health and everything so that's kind of my reasoning
1: is yeah the health there's no health benefits aspect. Aspect. there's not one
0: mm. yeah like that actually there's none. yeah and if I were a person on the outside what if I said oh the Europeans when you're pregnant they drink wine or something like that like do you, I don't think one one glass a day no. they say i really don't no, it think no has zero health benefits
1: i think we in the western world in america have a consumption culture of everything, everything. so yeah. i think there's a difference of you know it's taboo until you're old enough and then it's right here you go. And I think in European cultures, it's like part of the meal and it's respected. Yeah. It's not, hey, we're going to do this to get messed up okay. and forget our troubles. I think it's a different cultural experience, but again, still no health benefits. So
0: <laughs> it's so true. And what was the shift like going from realizing that alcohol was an issue in your life to then removing yourself from that? How did your perspective change.
1: Yeah, it was it was a long journey. It wasn't like I woke up overnight and mm. decided, okay, we're done here. It was years of starting and stopping because I I did realize like this is probably is a problem in my life, but it also felt like the solution. Mm. It felt good too. It's you true. know that temporary dopamine hit. So, um it was starting and stopping, starting and stopping and then just one day I was like, okay, I'm, I am sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And then I set out to just stop for a little while and I didn't really know. And it was like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. And I thought I was just going to be me. I just don't drink. Mm-hmm. And I was so wrong. Like so many things in my life shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like relationships with my family, it's way better than ever. Um, friends, you know, and allowing people to come and go that just didn't fit what I was now doing and mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing the things I used to do. Um, my work, I mean, I'm in business development and the, I think that the expectation that some have, and I, I mean, I was participating in it is you're going out and you're yeah. getting drinks and doing this and doing that and that burnout culture. And, mm-hmm. Um, I realized I don't need to do that to do really well at my job. And most importantly, my relationship with myself mm-hmm. and being able to understand what self-love actually means. Um, so yeah, it was it's been so many things that just compound on top of each other um, that I didn't expect at all.
0: That's amazing. And I feel like a lot of people go through this inner work and this journey, but in different ways. Mm. What were some of the things that really helped you on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, um therapy. I mean I was in I've been in and out of therapy since childhood. So I thought I was like doing all the right stuff with that. And I and I still do it. Mm-hmm. I mean it's part of the, the whole puzzle, but um it was just meeting, you know, when something's on your radar, like we've talked about, it shows up. Yeah. So now that this journey was on my radar, all these healers and people yeah. started coming into my life. And I had a personal trainer, thank you, Shannon. I'm gonna give shout outs, <laughs> um, a nutritionist, Vanessa. Um, I what I journeyed into, um, hypnotherapy with Julie, um, and so. It was just a combination of all of the things for mind, body, and soul Mm. that helped glue it all together. And a bunch of books. I read a ton of books. Oh,
0: totally. I learned
1: how to meditate. I mean, to quiet your mind, that was not easy. I agree. That was hard to get into. So
0: hard. I tried yoga, I think, four or five years back in meditation. I was like, nope, can't do this. I'm bored. Right.
1: But now
0: I force myself to because I was like, I have to. And I don't think I took a conscious breath until last year. Isn't that wild? Once you have that ability to really quiet your mind and listen to yourself, wild things happen. Yeah. Like what you were
1: saying. That's so cool. Yeah. It's been a combination of a lot of things. And I think- you know, one of the things you and I have talked about is that it's all about nervous system regulation. Yes. If I knew how to regulate my nervous system from childhood, I probably wouldn't have needed to turn to drinking. Fortunately, I didn't go down the drug road, but, um, you know, I wouldn't have turned to that necessarily. I would have known how to make myself feel better Mm -hmm. without that. And you know I'm not a doctor, I'm not a licensed anything, I'm not a professional, but it comes down to nervous system regulation. Mm-hmm. Because now when a feeling comes up, I can work through it. Yeah. And I don't feel like I need to reach for the bottle or to, you know, do anything else that isn't serving my health goals.
0: Yeah, totally. And if you were talking to yourself, say five, 10 years ago when you didn't even know what your nervous system was and it was so foreign to you, how would you describe it to someone who might not know what the heck we're talking about yeah. when it comes to that feeling.
1: <clears throat> so the way I can describe it is when when I would meet someone mostly in like a romantic situation setting yeah. and they were healthy and regulated, they were boring. Yes. <laughs> right? I have felt that too. Yeah. If I knew then that that meant they were just healthy... Like I I wouldn't even know where to begin. And it wasn't until I started working with um this woman, Shannon, mm-hmm. she was like, You are constantly in fight or flight. And mm-hmm. I was like, What? And she's like, You're up here all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when something is a threat, you don't know that because you're already up here. Right, right. When something is healthy, it's boring. And you're like, brought down here, but you want to be living up here. <laughs> so it was realizing that I needed to figure out how to get back down here so that when something is a threat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I come up here and I'm like, whoa, I don't like that shift in energy. And and that's where the anxiety lives. But I was always living in anxiety. So I didn't know what wasn't serving me or not. I just needed more of that. I needed more right. doses of that anxiety. So Yeah, I would say to myself, um, boring and healthy is awesome. That's an
0: amazing way to describe it because I was feeling very similar feelings. But on the flip side from the exterior, I I was being dragged and not driven in a sense Mm. to reach my goals when it came to chasing validation and titles and money and exterior, external, superficial things. So it did serve me in a way because right. it got me and probably you too in your career sure. to really health or good places, but maybe not in the most healthy way. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, for real. And part of my my relationship with alcohol was that I'm not that bad because I am really good at work. I'm yeah. holding a job. Yeah. I'm functioning, you know, and right. I can keep relationships and friendships and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I didn't see it as a problem. Right. And so, yeah, that. That angst does drive you, um, but it like you said, it's not the most healthy thing. And I have to commend you. I mean, happy birthday to you. Oh, thank We're you. <laughs> recording a couple days after your birthday. And thank you. To be 25. Sorry, I'm blowing up your age here. Bye. Um, and to be where you're at and knowing these things. Like, I'm almost 13 years older than you. And to if I could tell my 25 year old self to be where I'm at now, I think my life would be a lot different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel like age is yet a number. And I've for always sure. been an old soul and connected. I say, if you're not surrounded by people who are 10 steps ahead of you, then you're in the wrong room. I love that. And I feel I look up to you. I commend you for your story you. and this whole mission. And like you said, what's on your radar, you attract and you connect with. And yeah. that's, I feel like, what happened between us yeah, two. Yeah. Right. Thank and you.
1: You're welcome. And it's nice to have people in your life. Like you said, age is a number, right? You're much younger than me, but I look to you as a role model too and, Aww, and inspiration. So it goes both ways.
0: Feeling love It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> February. It's so exciting. So on that point of your nervous system regulation and bringing your energy from here to here, you talked a little bit the first time we met about hypermania. Mm. Is, what is that? At first, I didn't even know what that meant.
1: Yeah, I'm like I said I am not a medical professional. I don't know <laughs> yeah. a ton about it. Yep. But it's just about those those doses of dopamine you, you need to get to like feel baseline, mm-hmm. like to you're continually seeking and maybe engaging in risk behaviors yeah. for that instant gratification. And I didn't realize I was doing that until a friend of mine mentioned it and she's in the, in the healthcare profession and I said, "Hmm." and and the only difference at this point by the time she told me this cuz she had been telling me we knew each other since college she had oh, been yeah. telling me for years you know you might have some kind of imbalance or something you need to look into and when she told me about this hypomania thing i'm like oh maybe i have that and i was like i don't anymore though and i talked about it with my therapist nice and it's because i don't drink the mood shifts the mm. mood swings Gone.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's so interesting to me. And you've come such a long way and this yes. whole healing journey with all of the amazing women you spoke about th- that have helped you along the way. Oh, yeah. All of your healing and all of the help that you've gotten through yeah. therapy. I have too. And investing in the right fitness people and the right soul work situation and I feel like a lot of people listening are like, oh, that's great, but I can't afford Mm. therapy or I don't have time for therapy. I don't have time for all that. Mm -hmm. I can't pay $200 for a session of whatever it is. What would you tell someone who maybe is hesitant or just doesn't want to invest in themselves?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's an investment in yourself. And as we talked about in the beginning of this recording, it's about the best gift you can give to yourself. And to love yourself that much and respect yourself that much. And that will then bleed out into others. And so um, if it's a financial situation, there are resources out there for therapists and, and things like that, maybe sometimes through your, your workplace. Um, for me, I started saving a lot of money by not going out and drinking. Because yeah. think about it. You're going out. you got to get an Uber. because you definitely don't want to drive. <laughs> then you're going out all night, then you want to eat some food so you <laughs> order some grub up when you get yes. home or something. Um and then that repeats and repeats and um so so there was a cost savings there that I could apply. Mm-hmm. Um and then I just As I started to work on myself and do all that stuff, like as my health problems started fading, I stopped spending so much money on those things Mm -hmm. and I had money elsewhere. And, um, plug, given a shameless plug for Jen Reed. I mean, ever since I started (laughs) working with her. Oh, she is. Yeah. Good. She's incredible. And my net worth has gone up significantly since starting to work with her. And it's not a coincidence that since I started working on myself and my health, issues going away and my financial wealth going up uh financial health um they're all intertwined yeah and I had no clue um but yeah it's an investment um but I'm definitely able to save a lot more money I'm looking at buying a condo soon (gasps) things like that because of the upfront I put into myself and Just prioritizing living a healthier lifestyle has has served me financially as well. Yeah,
0: that's amazing because I feel like Amy and I talk about this a lot, maybe not in the context of health and wellness, but in the context of clients and return on investment and business. But the second you have buy-in on something for yourself, it substantially makes it a bigger impact, a bigger positive impact because you have emotion in it. Yeah, money is emotional for sure and investing in yourself at first i was like oh that's silly i i I don't need therapy i'm fine (laughs) but the second (laughs) i realized that i was like okay i do need help and then you start to pay for it and then you really buy into it yeah
1: there's a perceived value there and you have an investment yeah and and then you start seeing the results right it's about consistency you're not going to see it overnight it's not linear um you know, I always say the vending machine has to tip a couple times before it really goes over with, <laughs> with certain things in our life and you just have to keep at it. Yeah. And once you see those little results, then you're more motivated and then it's it's cyclical. It's mm-hmm. a positive cycle, but yeah, it's to me it's it was worth every penny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I was listening to this thing and it was saying that If you're living within integrity Mm -hmm. with your values, Mm -hmm. which for you, it sounds like health and authenticity um, and being your best self and your words and your thoughts and your actions all align, that's inner peace and happiness. Would
1: you agree? I would definitely agree. It's being able to have quiet the anxiety, to be able to live your true self and without apologizing right unapologetically you and to kind of quiet the noise of the naysayers or you know being a defector in certain circles maybe that's okay maybe you don't belong right fitting into certain groups or cultures and things that are not serving your goals so and I fully embrace JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. There's no more FOMO in my life. I love that. You know, it's nice to be at peace with just not belonging everywhere, but finding where you do belong and pouring your time and effort into those relationships. Totally. And I had to sit down and think about, like, what does a healthy relationship even feel like? What does that look like? What do these people embody? Like, these sound like such basic things, but... We're not taught them and our society pushes the opposite of that because yeah. that's where the money is. Right, right. right. So, Capitalism.
0: Mm. That's so interesting, too, because my parents, they did try to teach me that or they did teach me that, but I just didn't so want to listen. Sure. In a sense, maybe because my brain is like... Well, it's not reinforced
1: opposite. anywhere else. That's so it true. can be happening at the home, but who's reinforcing it when you leave the house right
0: at school all you're trying to do is fit in and when you're the only Asian in a white town like it's just like okay you're not you're not the beauty standard you're not anything but then once my world expanded I was like oh okay kind of like searching for the healthy relationships and the healthy groups of friends that I want to be around because peer pressure is a thing and as an adult our vices are like you said at the beginning alcohol sex money drugs all this stuff yeah. because we're just big kids honestly
1: yeah yeah that's true <laughs> and you have to heal your inner child yes yeah and i didn't i didn't really know what that meant as weird as that sounds <laughs> yeah. all this work i was doing and all this therapy i was doing it wasn't until really recently that i understood what it meant to treat yourself, talk to yourself, like as if you were talking to three-year-old you, like if you saw a three-year-old in the room, mm-hmm. you would absolutely not say the things that we say to ourselves as grown women. Like what? And and I did this work with the hypnotherapist and was like, wow, okay. It really finally clicked. And I read this book called Self-Compassion. Um, I can't remember who the author is. It's not, not a long read, but very impactful. And Yeah, why would we talk to ourselves the way we would not speak to... Like, I would never say the things to you (laughs) that I would have said to myself in the past. Right, right. And that makes a huge difference. Totally. In in all of this healing process.
0: Yeah. I learned that, too, through therapy and through listening to a lot of the greatness mindset by Lewis Howes and Jay Shetty and all those gurus. But I didn't really realize either that until you seriously heal your younger self in those wounds, whether they're really traumatic or maybe to younger you, super traumatic, even if it's not like extreme, you're going to keep acting out from that place. It's so true. And even if you've
1: healed that, like I said, it's not linear. Like I have moments where I'm like, oh, old patterns are coming back up. They're hard to break, right? They were there for (laughs) what, almost 38 years for me. So to think they're going to go away in one year or overnight right. is is not realistic. Totally. And so the difference now is having compassion when they come up and saying, okay, I noticed this. It's okay. It's normal. It's human. Yeah. And here's how we, we move through it in a healthy way. Yeah. And you just move through it a lot quicker and a lot um, more peacefully and mm-hmm. not harmful to to yourself. Right. And
0: when old things do come up, whether on purpose or not on purpose, like we could talk about following old people on social media that maybe didn't serve you. Mm-hmm. I unfollowed a lot of people, honestly. Yeah. Or if you just randomly run into, say, one of your exes or one of your old <clears throat> best friends, how do you remind yourself in the moment to calm down and tell yourself that it's okay.
1: Literally just that, just say, you know, you're safe. It's okay. It's okay that this brings up feelings. You're a human. Yeah. Um, you know, it may bring up something for them and having that compassion for yourself and perhaps them can help combat. Like, you know, this may bring up things for them too. Like knowing that going back to something that didn't serve us, usually an ex, right. We're talking in terms of like past relationships and stuff it's just like, what good is that going to be for either of you? Mm-hmm. Like, as much as you... My my ex's 40th was the other day, and I didn't text him. You know, I really, truly wish that 40 brings him the piece that I want him to have and things like that, you know? Mm. so That's beautiful.
0: And the second you can feel... Empathy for maybe people who hurt you or your old self yeah. is just a moment where you can truly say, I am healed.
1: Yeah, you can let go and just like, um, what's the saying? You know, holding on to resentment is like drinking poison and yeah. hoping the other person will die. Like, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
0: That's 100% true. And I was reading Dire of a CEO mm. by Stephen Bartlett. I love him. Mm-hmm. And In his book, in business context, he was saying, if there's one bad apple in your group, and we could use this in friend group, relationships, Mm -hmm. or family, then it's really dragging down the energy. Yeah. And I feel like now that I'm coming from a healed place, I can totally pick out people's energy right away. Yeah old people that I used to really connect with, I don't at all anymore because I was in that space. Sure. But even when I was in that space, I was like, oh no, I'm fine. I think I was delusional (laughs) to the fact that I needed help too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a hard thing to admit. Um, But once you get to acceptance, I think that's part of this process. Mm -hmm. Like I have to accept that like, yeah, I have people in my life that can drink Bud Lights all night long (laughs) and eat complete garbage and be a hundred pounds like that's never going to be me I have to accept that I need to eat what serves my body and makes (laughs) me feel the best yes and once we accept who we are and where we're at then we can just say okay like it's okay. We don't yeah. have to compare. We don't have yes. to, yeah. you know, it's just like accepting that and saying, okay, here I am. This is yeah. who I am. What do I need to get through this? And for me, it's a, it's a village. I have a, yeah. an, an army of no, people true. and healers in my yeah, life that yeah. help get me where I am and keep me on the the path.
0: Mm. And it's interesting what you said about, you know, the hundred pound overweight person that drinks light. Like, When I was first starting my healing journey and starting to have my own self-awareness and I was surrounded by people who maybe did what I used to do, Mm -hmm. I would almost get defensive or feel like they were, like, infringing on my healing journey. Yeah. But now that I'm further along in that journey, I'm like... You do you. Like, it doesn't affect me. Right. Um, I don't judge people. (laughs) Yeah. The way I I used to be so critical because I was criticizing myself. Well, that's
1: it, right? We When we project like that, it's something in ourselves that we're upset about.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And where would you say you
1: are on your healing journey
0: if you had to... Do it out on
1: a graph or something. I think if we're on a, a graph like this and this is the start and this is, I mean, the end trails off, Keeps right? Going. It never stops. Yeah. I'm, I'm like in the middle. I'm That's just getting great. going. Yeah. I think, I think because of the work I've done for so long, I'm, I'm in a good way, but honestly, I truly don't think the real hardcore work and the leaps and bounds have happened since I stopped drinking. And I'm about... I'm almost at two years. Wow. And thank you. And I think it can only continue to get better. And, you know, just discovering these things about myself. And, you know, I'm still figuring out my goals in life and what I what serves me and what doesn't. And to your point about, you know, being around people who were in your former life before Mm -hmm. you were healed, it's like, yeah, some of those folks are still around. I've removed myself from a lot of situations because there was a level of toxicity that I participated in. I take responsibility in that. And, um, you know, as we talked about a little bit ago, you know, some of those folks just aren't where we're at now. Like we were there, but they didn't come up with us. And so it's okay to release those with compassion and love and not anger or resentment, it's more of like, you know, I wish you the best and I'm going to do what's the best for me. Um, And knowing what is an energy suck and what's not like, you know, I want to help others and talk to others about their journeys. Uh, Something I'm not bringing into 2024 is like asking and complaining with no action, really, Mm, you know, folks who just take, take, take from your advice and your energy, and then and then don't do anything about it. Yeah, I think the term is asshole.
0: <laughs> you and your term. Don't be an asshole. You could have a dictionary, <laughs>
1: the Jen Smith dictionary.
0: I love that. That's so funny, but it's so true. And I feel like I used to be that person.
1: I probably was. <laughs> of course I was. I definitely was. Like, I here, let like, me complain about my life and then drink a bottle of wine every yeah, day. Yeah. Like, I
0: was like, let me tell you what is wrong with me. And then I'm going to do the exact same thing yes. that I told you was wrong with me.
1: Yeah. You yeah.
0: <laughs> think we've all been there. Yeah, for sure. But it's so important to hold accountable for yourself and others. And the point you had about that is that for me too, I feel like the second you respect yourself – you gain other people's respect automatically. Yeah, because it co- it starts with within. Yeah, I from agree. within. So I agree with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's you know I I look back and I I I try to be very conscious of not coming from a place of judgment but understanding because I was there. I was yeah. participating oh, yeah. in a lot of toxic behavior and perpetuating toxic cycles and relationships and friendships and um yeah it's, it's something I try to be humble about and just have gratitude for like how far I've come. And, you know, there's still so much more in the journey ahead.
0: Totally. And when it comes to your approach with allowing new energy and new people into your life, Mm -hmm. how are you doing that
1: moving forward? Yeah. Um, I think for me, what I've determined is a good healthy relationship is something that has mutual vulnerability where both people are letting their guard down and being brutally honest. Sometimes it hurts, but you know, I keep, I keep people in my life that keep it real, which, you know, at times is like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't want to hear that, but need to hear it. Sounds like, um, and where you can just be your full self and you're on the same page of values with With people, and honestly, it's a you can get a feel. Like you said, you can you can read the energy pretty quickly. Mm. You can tell who um, is going to be a positive influence or who's going to take energy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and act accordingly. I mean, our time is our most valuable resource, our energy, yeah, and we have to protect it. And boundaries are huge. Like boundaries are another sign of self respect. Yeah, and it's not only setting them; it's holding them. Yeah, that's true. And um, those are not easy things to do, but it, it matters. And sometimes it's in the best interest of someone else, like totally. a friend or an ex. Like maybe you're doing them a favor by not being in their life anymore, yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: totally. I, I think all those words, values, time, energy, boundaries, like are so powerful because people need to kind of sit with themselves and realize what are your boundaries?
1: I don't think I knew what my boundaries were till no. last year. no you have to like sit down. I I put pen to paper, like you have to actually consciously think about them. Yeah. Again, something we're not taught to do, Yeah. especially as girls and women, right? Like we have way less boundaries because we're supposed to people please and be easygoing and all of that. And so to sit down and like actually think about them, because think about it, if we go about life with our jobs, friendships, relationships with no boundaries, we're just boundless and not a good way. We're just yeah. like, you can't hold to your values if you don't even know what they are.
0: Right, right. That's 100% true. I did this exercise with my therapist. She sent me a bunch of quizzes. You can find these free online cool. Um, to kind of rate your values. Mm-hmm. So they're probably 100 words and you went through a series where you picked your top five top five again and then my top one was integrity so Mm. that's kind of like how i lead my life yeah and i feel like people that are listening or know someone that's kind of struggling right now they probably don't know what their values are because when i was floundering yeah. <laughs> more so in my relationships than in my business but I didn't know what my boundaries were what my values were yeah. so you're basing your decisions off nothing <laughs> or just
1: dopamine what feels hits. good yeah exactly hedonism right yeah like, yeah
0: literally great <laughs> just going by what feels good at the moment regardless of the consequences totally totally. and I didn't have that long-term mindset I had this sh- short-term quote-unquote mating strategy I was just like well this feels good right now but yeah. what about me? in 10 years, 20 years from now. Yeah. Cuz I want to live a long, happy, healthy life yeah. and eventually with someone else to build a family and all this stuff. And I feel like girls aren't really taught that. And maybe mm-hmm. just in society it's shifted with birth control since the 60s and we have more freedom. We can be more powerful than men. We're more educated than mm. men and all of these things which I'm not surprised about because it's like <laughs> clearly <laughs> we're great. But um it's it has made it a little bit harder in a sense because we're just not told this yeah, and, or until no, we figure it out we're ourselves. We're not taught any of these things. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and you also mentioned time is our most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. And I always say this thing. It's kind of – it is so true because if you – if there was a dating app mm-hmm. – I'm not on apps, but if there was a site where you could base people by looking at their calendars and their bank statements <laughs> – that really shows someone's values is how they spend their time and their money. Yeah, it's true. It's like, show me the receipts and maybe I'll go on a date with you. Well,
1: now the big thing (laughs) is putting your credit score out there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think it started as a joke, but I don't know. I haven't seen anybody really do that's it. Hilarious. but There's there's chatter about it that's out there. That's funny.
0: But then it's like, okay, you spend a lot of money. But I guess you pay it off on time.
1: <laughs> but that's right. Those are that's um, funny. that does it, I never thought of it that way. It really shows what somebody values and yeah. how they spend their their time and their resources. Yeah.
0: And if someone looked at my calendar, they might think I'm a psychopath. So maybe they <laughs> shouldn't look at mine.
1: Well, keep writing that. <laughs> And
0: then I looked at it for myself. At the end of each year, I do goals and reviews and vision boards, all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, okay, if I, I put all my finances in kind of like a pie chart, I'm like, I spent this much on living, this much on clothes. Probably what I don't spend on drinking is on clothes. Right, right. <laughs> and then this much on travel, and it just really shows what you care about. Yeah. So it's just really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. Yeah, very telling. Totally. You talk about the gratitude mindset. Mm. And what would you say to this point you're most grateful
1: for? Mm. I guess my ability, my ability to heal and look this in the mirror and when work at it. Mm. And the privilege to have the resources to do it. And the people, I could go on and on forever, <laughs> but I guess being able to recognize it. Mm. That's huge.
0: And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I know we just met last year, but your energy just glows and flows (laughs) around all of the people you surround yourself with. And when people say your name, they're like, oh my God, she's amazing. She's a hot ticket. Thank you. It's
1: very humbling. (laughs) It wasn't always that way. And I want the viewers to know that. Like, I was a very, um, how would I describe myself in my early 20s? I was um negative and pessimistic and and a little jealous and envious, and yeah, I just um I, I couldn't have imagined a life where I feel this happy and good, yeah, because I didn't feel like I deserved it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like I'm in a different life now.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I commend you even more and look up to you even more because you're able to admit that.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and I agree as well. Like me, even last year, the year before, the year before, I I don't think I was completely happy either. And I, I until you look in the mirror, like yeah. you said, and realize and have that moment with yourself, like, I'm not perfect. I'm human. Yeah. I have to kind of work <clears throat> on these things. Nothing will change. Yeah. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting the same result. Yep. We're not bringing that into 24. <laughs> and we're not doing that this year, which we love. But it's so true. And I think some of the messages that young women hear on social media, I'm not on TikTok, but so I hear from other podcasts, is that, oh, no, it's all the men's fault. It's all everyone else's fault. everyone That's victim mentality. Yeah, no. And it's, it's not just your fault go inwards. Mm-hmm. Nothing
1: will change outwards. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree. And there's a ton of men that would have been part of my healing journey. You oh, know, 100%. Same. Family members and friends and therapists yeah. and all that. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. We
0: need each other. And I Definitely. think this combative mindset, either between women against women or men against women or anyone against anyone, I don't think that's healthy. And I think we yeah. need to start reaching our hands out to people who are on their journeys as well, yeah, to all support each other.
1: Yeah, because it's like my happiness doesn't take away from the amount of happiness you totally. can have. We can both be fully, really, totally. ridiculously happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what I love about you is that you're so generous and kind. And it's not like by nature I am competitive, but it's not like, oh, we're gonna one up each other. Yeah, or no. I'm jealous of you and yours. Like, let's hold greatness. hands and run
1: into this together. Yeah, yeah, know?
0: no, for sure. And I. I think in a lot of people's past, they can say they were jealous or fearful or angry. I I had a lot of anger in me that I had to release through movement and dance and all these things. But I mean, we could talk for hours on all of this. It's crazy. So right now in the month of January, this is coming out in February, but what mantra or quote are you really meditating on?
1: Um, right now at the moment, cause I do affirmations every day. One oh. of my friends, my friend Kara told me to do this, where you take an affirmation and you write it down, you know, you say it 21 times oh, wow. for 21 days in a row. And if you skip a day, it could be day 19. If you miss <laughs> it, you have to start all the way at the beginning.
0: Wow.
1: So... Thanks to um, Atomic Habits, I leave my notebook near my mirror where I get ready in the morning. So I never forget to do it. And um, right now, this cycle is I love myself and I forgive myself. Mm. So that's the mantra right now. But that will change once this 21-day cycle is over. And then for the year, maybe, um, I think it's... I think it's the self-compassion and self-love because that like spills out into everything else. Totally. This is what it really is. Um, Temperance and patience is my theme for 2024. That's powerful. Yes. That is, sorry, that is the theme for this year for me. Just letting like go that. a little bit and sitting back. Yeah, right. Because we're type A's, we're competitive. Oh. <laughs> we want to control the outcome. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there's a balance in all of this healing stuff, yeah. right? There's a balance of like you got to be consistent with it. You can do so much, and you have to let go and let you know let the universe do its thing. That's if true. If you're consistent, and you keep doing it, the the things will come, the results will come. Totally. And so I have to learn how to let go a little bit. Mm. That's where my control comes in. Mm,
0: Yeah. I've been learning that too because I'm very impatient just by nature. Yeah. We're salespeople. It's been so interesting because the parts of my life that I tried so hard in, I let go this past year and and this year too. And then amazing things flow in because you're holding on to all these Whatever you want to call Outcomes, it. Outcomes, expectations. Everything. Control. And then the second you let go, there's space yeah.
1: to allow
0: the good things in. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And talking about space, I mean, that was a huge lesson for me in life. And I think I struggled so long with it is doing the difficult thing, making the difficult decisions to release things that are not serving you yeah. or that are only bringing temporary dopamine
0: yeah,
1: and letting there be space for what you really want to come in and it's really awesome when you watch it happen it's crazy it's crazy do you listen to Dr. Joe
0: Dispenza or Mm. any of them? I'll send you he's amazing but he talks about space and being the source of your own energy happiness everything and quantum leaping the idea of going from, say, we could talk about money, like, a $100 a month to a $100,000 yeah. a month, like, making big leaps in okay. your life or being single, going to a marriage, anything. Yeah. But I'll send you his okay. stuff because yeah, you'll please. love it. Yeah. And... Also, I just want to touch on, because on your Instagram, yeah. <laughs> every morning you have this little calendar yes. with like these sassy things. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I'll look and see what it was Today's today. Today's is
1: very good. What
0: is it? Do you know? Or I, should I look
1: at um... I don't know verbatim. <laughs> I know the gist of it.
0: You are hilarious. So maybe we should do a comedy skit next time. I know. Time. <laughs> I feel like
1: I haven't been funny at this all. Is on like, this is like totally deep. No, you're
0: funny. But today was, sometimes the best revenge is to ignore them and be super happy instead. Right? That is totally on theme. That's perfect. It's so amazing, but it's called wittitudes is am I saying it right yeah and it's a daily calendar and you post at like 6 a.m every morning your quote and I look at it and I it just makes my day and I can just picture you saying it out loud (laughs) which makes it even better and I laugh
1: (laughs) most days thank you for that most days they hit they resonate with me me, and then they're so far off a lot of drinking ones which (laughs) did at a point in my life resonate with me but a lot of them are really funny like things that you know people think but not everyone says um (laughs) but that one is totally on theme i agree and you know we're recording this on martin luther king jr day which is like all about like self-love compassion compassion and love for others like having that internally to spread it without totally externally you know it's it's pretty, pretty powerful so stuff. So
0: powerful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank I you for so having me. Appreciate your time. My love language is quality time and podcasting, and this is I like love it. I just love it because we're friends, obviously, yeah. and work companions. But it it just brings a relationship to a, ne- a different level. Yeah, and it allows people to tell their story. And I just love learning about you and your Thank mindset. <laughs> you. Thank
1: you. You're, you're so inspiring and incredible, you know, and to have me on here is an honor. And, you know, I hope that sharing my story can resonate with someone else right. and motivate anybody else to change their life in whatever way that means for them. And um, that anything is possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Just love yourself. Do.
0: Yes, <laughs> we love that, especially for February, yeah. the month of love. So finally, how can people connect with you
1: online? Yeah, good question. They can find me on Instagram, jenay, J-E-N-A-Y, 8386. Um Jen A, or LinkedIn, Jen Smith. Yeah. um, Or through you. Yeah, totally.
0: She'll be all over my Instagram. You'll see. I'll post everything. I'll make sure to tag you.
1: Thank you. And a lot of people
0: in the industry listen as well, and they probably already know you. And if they don't, they should know you and connect with you. So thank you. Yeah. And if anybody, if
1: anything resonates, if anyone hears something, please feel free to reach out. Yeah have a conversation
0: yeah thank you for opening up today i so appreciate thank it you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this show if you haven't already please hit that subscribe button and leave a review your support means the world to me and enables me to bring on impactful guests each month if you would like to find out more about this episode please visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see the show notes to find more resources there If you would like to connect with these guests, please visit my Instagram at lilygrace__lifestyle and there you can find more content from this episode. I hope you took away something positive from this interview because I know I did. Stay tuned for more to come in Season 5.